Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 8, Chapter 97. Towards the end of the year 1569 and the beginning of the next year, which happened to be 1570, the Lord tested Philip in another way. The devil could not bear to see the harvest which was gathered from our oratory for the benefit of souls. And having some intimation of what was to come, he put it into the mind of some of those who disapproved of the style of our institute to denounce Philip to the Supreme Pontiff under the pretext of a concern for devotion. They accused him of being responsible for many foolish things being said in the daily discourses about religious matters, which took place in the oratory in his presence, at his bidding and request. Such things, they said, indicated great stupidity and incompetence, as well as extraordinary arrogance on the part of those who gave the discourses. When this came to the ears of the Supreme Pontiff, he was afraid that some new outrage was about to break out and thought the business should be carefully examined. He therefore summoned to him two of the most learned men of the Dominican family, Paulino, a citizen of Lucca, and Alessandro, who is now Bishop of Forli. He spoke to them privately not only with no other witnesses, but separate from each other, and told them what he had heard about our oratory, with his fears that Philip, whom he considered to be something of a fool, might make mistakes in dealing with matters of Christian doctrine. He therefore required them in the name of holy obedience to attend the oratory every week, pretending to be there for some other purpose, and to listen to the discourses. If they heard anything contrary to the true faith and morality spoken by any of those present who might be unskilled in theology in reply to Philip's questions about the catechism, they should notice it, commit it to memory, and report it back to him at once. It was at that period our custom that during the discourses, even laymen could be asked to give a reply on the matters treated in the oratory. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, vessel of the Holy Ghost, child of Mary, choicest of priests, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saint Pius V, who was the supreme pontiff at the time, a saint, was actually showing a certain amount of prudence in his dealing with Philip. 
Why do I say that? Well, he heard complaints. And he was living at a time when there was a lot of religious unrest all over Europe. Living at a time when Protestantism was spreading very widely. And Philip was obviously a very charismatic figure. He had a great following. He obviously could do very foolish things intentionally. And the Pope was hearing all kinds of things. And sure, he had been cleared earlier, but now the work was growing and he was having more and more people there and laymen were speaking. And the Pope, it says, was afraid of some new outrage, some kind of new thing that would break, would break out and cause trouble. And so instead of cracking down harshly the way earlier bishops had done, he decided to secretly call two very learned men. And notice how, how he called them separately. They didn't know why the other was there. They would have seen the other one there and not known. They couldn't talk, they couldn't influence. And so the Pope got these two independent testimonies to be able to judge. Where do we see this in the Bible? Well, the prophet Daniel, when Susanna had been falsely charged by the two elders who were trying to corrupt her, Daniel, filled with the Holy Spirit, called them apart separately and questioned them separately. And by the separate testimony, he was able to get to the truth. When King Solomon was presented with the two women, one of whose baby had died and the other's baby was alive, and they were arguing whose baby was alive, he questioned both of them and found out what each of them had to say and then made his decision. He was going to cut the baby in half. And the mother who was whose child it was, said, no, 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 don't do that. Give it to the other one. And then he knew who the true mother was. So this idea of using two witnesses, of separating them, of getting different testimonies, of getting two sides to a story, this is the main point. The Pope knew there were two sides of the story. He had heard one side, and now he wanted to hear people who were there who he really trusted. And even of those people, he wanted to get both sides of the story. So let us tonight ask St. Philip, who had to undergo this trial, to pray for us. That when we hear things about other people, when we have to make a decision if we're in charge of something, that we will calmly and wisely try to get to the bottom of things. That we'll always be aware that there's two sides to a story. That we should listen to both sides. This may be in normal everyday life. This may be in our family life. This may be in big decisions on the news or in society. We get one side, but we should always try to be careful to hear the other side. Because it's often in the interplay between our minds. It's in talking things out that we reach the truth. Come, Holy Spirit, make us wise. Give us the true wisdom in these difficult times when it's very hard to find the truth, when there's voices all over the place. Give us the wisdom and the friends we need and the support we need 
to stay true to the truth and to follow our vocations, to follow our missions as best we can. For St. Philip was not thrown off when he faced this opposition. He wasn't thrown off that the Pope was doing his due diligence because he was confident he was following the Lord in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.